Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646 876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick and Bill Sparks and our vacationing host to be named later Rick Swan he'll He'll be back home, I think, next week, though, right, Rick? Um, oh yeah, oh no, weather permitting. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Well, you should be. You should be okay. Good afternoon. Yeah. It, is, it is November eighth. It is election day. Make sure you get out and do your civic duty. Um, I already have, and I think everybody else has. So, make sure you do your civic duty and uh, all that. Um, this is show number two twenty. So we're working right on up the up the charts here. So. We do have an agenda today, but, and uh, Chris is going to give that to us. All right. Well, first of all, we're going to do our panels uh, that go through and tell everybody what's been going on with us and our teams and all that other stuff. Uh, Robert's going to talk about NASCAR, and I'm going to do a little bit of the wrap-up the soccer. So we're getting these sports out of the way. They're, they're done now. So, uh, you know, we don't have to talk about them anymore. The NFL is far from done, and we'll be talking about that, of course. We've got baseball, and of course, the wrap-up of the World Series, and then any other baseball transactions that we might know about. There's a few. And then we've got uh, college uh, football and basketball. It started college basketball last night, so we'll talk a little about that. Some information about how to get games when you don't know exactly where they are and where they might not be mentioned on the list on SiriusXM. And I'll tell you about that if you've got a, a, a Miss A or something of that sort or, or an iPhone. And then uh, we got the NBA, had a few stories in that. And uh, so anyway, so I will start with soccer. And uh, the, the most important thing for this election, it is Election Day. And again, I hope everybody did vote. But let's, let's keep it peaceful. Let's hope that yes. everybody keeps it peaceful. Even if it takes a couple, three weeks to count the votes, I don't care. Let's keep it peaceful. That's the most important thing. Okay, I kind of like Chris's analogy of overtime in sports. But I like overtime in sports, but I don't like overtime in these. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because people start to get a little crazy sometimes after a while. So the LAFC, or the football co- club, beat Philadelphia in penalty kicks. The final score was 3-2, to two, but they beat them in penalty kicks 3-0. Um, uh, to nothing. And so what, what happens with that is it goes into uh, overtime. Well, they go into stoppage time first. So stoppage time is time. They, they let the clock run in soccer, and it actually runs up. It doesn't run down like it does in our sports. Uh, so it runs up. And then they figure out how much time it's, it's, I'm telling you, as an old football fan, this is the way it used to be in the NFL, where the AFL, they always said the clock was official. The NFL, it took them years to get to that point. It used to be 
Well, we might have about 10 seconds. No, the game is over. You know, well, that's kind of the way it is with soccer. They have stoppage time, and then it goes into overtime. They had a couple of overtime periods. Then it uh, goes to similar to the shootouts that we have in hockey, and the LAFC won it. Magic Johnson was uh, is part owner of that team. So he has got uh, – David USF was proud to point out that he's got 13 championships he's been involved in. He's had 10 uh, with the Lakers, five as an owner, five as a player. Uh, this LAFC uh, championship, a Dodgers championship, of course, and the Sparks, the WNBA team. So, you know, he's he's good. So that's uh, they're the ones that won. I don't know whatever happened to the Galaxy. They used to. They're, they the, they're the other team. They're the other LA team. Okay. Yeah, they, LAFC is the expansion team that came in a few years ago. Because the, the uh, Galaxy team. played the uh, the uh, Revolution uh, one year, and, and it went into overtime, and the uh, Galaxy won it. So I remember that it happened. To they be, didn't make the playoffs. It, it happened to be on a week when the Patriots were off. So speaking of the Patriots. They are five and four and last place in their division. I mean, that's just the, the, the two East again, as we keep saying every week, are, are killing it. And um, so the Patriots are have their bye week this week, and uh, they will then meet the Jets again. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. And they got to play the Colts this week, and we'll be talking more about the uh, Colts. Bill, we'll talk about them. But if the Patriots been playing most of the other mid-level teams in the league, they would have been in a dogfight. They didn't really play that well, but boy, they can kick field goals. That's what they do, and they, they you know twenty-six to three they got four field goals a one uh, three yard touchdown drive and the other was a defensive touchdown so well, way to go offense but a bye week for bill belichick is like gold in the middle of the year and he'll he'll work he'll they'll get something worked out i think i think that the offense will improve the the patriots i mean the celtics are seven and three and they had good wins this week they did lose again to cleveland but they beat memphis uh, uh, last night they beat uh, chicago in here on friday night and they beat the knicks in new york so they won three in a row they're Seven and three, third in the East. The Bucks finally lost a game. They hadn't lost yet. And yep. the Bruins continue to roll along. They're 11 and 2, 20, uh, you know, 22 points. And, uh, Und- and undefeated uh, at home, Chris. And undefeated at home, that is correct. And Linus yes. Omark is like, what is he, 8 and 1 or something like that? 9 something and 1? Like that, yeah. Something like that, anyway. And of course, uh, Swayman's still out, I think. So we'll see what happens with that. And I am off to Pittsburgh on Thursday. So I will be doing Sports Lounge from uh, my ex wife uh, and friend Linda's house next Tuesday so we get uh, we got Sean back from his trip over the weekend we have Rick on his way back tomorrow we have me leaving on Thursday so we have a and uh, Bill Spar- Bill's talking about getting ready to go to Florida as soon as he can so you know we've, we've got a traveling panel but here's our host to be named later who will be trying to re- run away from a hurricane I don't know what's the matter with him anyway yeah. Rick Swan they, yeah they say I should be okay my flights are like 11 in the morning and they're saying the heavy winds are going to start around 4 so I think I'm okay um, I spent the last week at Epcot Center mostly uh, doing the food and wine festival around the world and I'm pretty much tired, stuffed, and hungover. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been a fun week. Um, weather's been between a little warmer, between 84 and 89 every day. Um, yeah. Uh, Giants off this week, which is a good time for me to be down here, but <laughs> they, they can't even have an off week without some screwing up. Uh, McKinnon, oh, they're, 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 that's the truth. Yeah, yeah they, they're good young def- uh, safety who, who actually calls all the plays for the defense. Had an accident on the bye week with an ATV and hurt his hand, and he's on injured reserve now. And he was in Cabo. 
England yeah, Rockets. Yeah, Cabo on the bye week, yeah. <laughs> Just stupid things, oh, these players. Um, so I am down in Florida here. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the election. I come down here to watch these people because I don't like hanging Chad. I, I, I no. much prefer <laughs> lethal injection for anybody named Chad. <laughs> <laughs> or or um, dimple yeah. Chads either. Yeah. <laughs> and the one, the one, one thing I, and this, this probably isn't too politically correct, but you people are always saying how oh, you'll make sure you go out and vote. And, and I believe me, don't, don't miss, don't mishear me. I, I defend everybody's right to vote. But I know a lot of people that if they had chose not to vote, I wouldn't upset me a whole lot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, what's going on in the hotlands, Perry? <laughs> Rick, I would I would agree with that, but you know how you know how it is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I would agree on the other side. There's some other I'm folks sh- I wish would sure. home. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the weather channel though, I was watching the hurricane coverage and they did some um, they and they don't do much in in politics, but they did today with elections and and kind of what happens. And I guess typically, if there is bad weather, it typically supports Republicans. If there is good weather, it supports whoever the challenger is. So interesting little statistics. Both ways. <laughs> I would think this year it would be. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we would. I, I kind of think it is going to be a good night for the Republicans, which wouldn't surprise you because generally in a midterm, the party and whoever the president is, they generally lose. They don't usually do too well in these midterms. There's only been twice in about a hundred years that a president hasn't lost seats in the midterms. So that tells you the odds of it not happening are very low. But we started college basketball last night and all of our Iowa teams won except the Drake men and that's because they didn't play last night. They play tomorrow night. So but everybody else, all other Iowa, Northern Iowa, Iowa State and the Drake women, they all men and women all won. So did I hear basketball. there were like ninety nine games in division one last night or some some huge yeah, there number, were. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. there yeah. were. And then ne- probably next week we start the, the tournaments. Everybody loves these November tournaments, you know, to yeah. find out where's my team at? What do they have? What do they need to do? Everybody yeah. loves them. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll start next week. Uh, we do have the veterans classic in Annapolis on Friday. So keep your, keep your ear on your local stations. They'll be able to tell you when that is yep. all that, but I'll bet there's a lot going on. There's probably more bill going on in Indy than there is here, because I understand something real big happened over there yesterday. Well, they said, now I don't know if this is alleged by a lot of writers, it was the biggest day in Colts history. Um, <laughs> not usually firing a coach. It's the first time that Jim Irsay has ever fired a coach in 30 years, in his years since he's taken over the Colts from his How father. about winning the Super Bowl? That was a pretty big day, well, you know, that was a big day. But, I mean, outside of the Super Bowl, the the firing of the coach and who they named, a guy who has the only experience he had is a junior high or a high school high academy. School. High, school. high school academy in Georgia. in Georgia. However, if you listen to the guy talk and project and understand that he probably is going to be a natural. And everybody says, well, it can't be done. Well, as I recall, when Larry Bird came here to coach the Pacers, how much coaching experience did he have? 
None. Of course, he was able to lead those guys, and I believe, of course, if you don't line the talent behind you, you don't have an offensive line and maybe a quarterback and uh, a decent running game with your ace runner out and this, that, and the other, you're not going to win. I don't care who does what, but at least you can be competitive. I wonder, Bill, if they're trying baseball. the base. I wonder if they're trying the baseball methodology because you know, in baseball, you hire managers with no experience all the time. Right, Pete Rose, for example. There's another one. Pete right. Rose yeah. had no experience whatsoever, oh. and now Dusty Baker was a player, but I, I was just trying to think of ones who. Well, look at David Ross with the Cubs. He didn't have any experience. No, Steve Kerr that's with the true. Warriors. Don't say Warriors. Steve right, Kerr. Yep. All right, so uh, you know it happens, but uh, my goodness, if you have a quarterback with an uh, an average of two yards, you know you're you're just not going to go any place at all. I mean that that's going nowhere oh. fast. It's like the guy said, he's asking a second or third string quarterback, admittedly himself, to to do what a first-string quarterback should probably be doing, and I'm not sure he's ready for that just yet. But then again, look at Matt Ryan. It's the same situation. Of course, he's on the downhill slide, you know, at 38. Could this this also be Frank Reich being the scapegoat for a bad GM because he's had five different quarterbacks in five years? Could this, okay, we'll, we'll let him take the fall, even though our GM screwed up a lot. Well, that could be, but if you heard Frank Reich, you could understand maybe why. I'm not sure it wasn't a combination of all of them, to tell you the truth. You've and got, to be honest, from what I was seeing yesterday, it sounds like the GM is in just as much trouble as Reich was. Yeah, I think this is a placeholder. I think what they're doing is similar to what the Patriots, as I said yesterday, when the Patriots fired um, Upton Bell and John Mazur, they fired them both. And they ended up with Phil Bengston, who had been a Packers coach, but he just was a placeholder for five weeks, just got him through, and then they went out and got Chuck Fairbanks. So I think they'd like to go and get Sean well, Payton or you know, Harbaugh yeah, but or somebody. Just, you know? Harbaugh, I wouldn't think, would be no great no. prize. But Sean Payton, but why is he going to come to Indy? That's the whole thing. Why? He's going to pick well, and choose. Well, but then some would, say, some would say, Bill, that when Harbaugh was an NFL coach, that he did relatively well. So, I mean, there's the other side of the coin well, on that. Uh, yeah, that's, he, he, that he, is he, true, he, too. That is true, too, take, Perry. He, I'm not a 49er fan, but he did take the 49ers to the Super Bowl. He though. did, but he didn't get along with anybody. He didn't get along with it, anybody. You know? and, that's, oh, and that's the other side of that coin. Yeah, yeah. we forgot yeah. about that little. But I do think your coach in Vegas is in trouble if he doesn't start winning. I mean, oh. Oh my God! Don't I can't picture the Colts hiring him. No, <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think he's going there. But I could see him coming back to New England. Well, but, remember yeah. they did try to hire Josh McDaniels, and he uh, accepted the job. Remember, and then he backed yeah. out. Yeah, so, and, that's why that's uh, not going to happen. Yeah, you you should have seen the language that. Uh, Chris Ballard was using in the press conference. I'm tired of you guys kicking the shit out of me and kept on going on. And, you know, they kept having to bleep. Um, You know, they acted so arrogant. Win some games and they acted so arrogant and so uh, insulted. And they kept using that 
upper quartile, quartile, we're oh the winningest team, you know, in 20, yeah, that was 10, 15 years that was ago. Peyton Manning and a lot of other things. That was a whole group. different thing. But anyway, I digress. So, <laughs> Robert, what are the odds on the game this weekend and take it away? Oh, my God. Um, I believe I've seen uh, the Raiders favorite by two, and I, I don't I don't get that. We, we don't deserve to be favored over anybody. And I don't know if I want to blame Josh McDaniels, but, Rick, I've got a serious question for you. I, I And I'll get to my panel in just a minute. Uh, Patrick Graham was your former defensive coordinator. Does his defenses only play one half of football? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. No, they didn't with the Giants. I mean, actually, he did fairly well with the Giants. Um, but well, I, actually, I mean, how do you know? I thought he did, but then he's got there's a lot of the same plays there this year, and, and Martindale seems to be doing a lot better job with him. Yeah. Well, I, I can't. Now we're going to talk more about this when we get to the NFL. But we played eight games this year. We've had three games where we've had seventeen point leads. We've blown each and every one of them. If we well, you've had a big nightlife in Las Vegas, Barbara. You know, it's hard to well, play a whole now, game. <laughs> I, 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 but and in, a, in Raiders history, they've only done that five times before this year. So I don't know if I want to blame Josh McDaniels because, now, granted, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, the GM, were handed this team. A lot of these players that they inherited are not their own players. So I think is going to take them a couple of years to get out of of uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock's players and get in and bring their own people in. And Mark Davis will, own, will ownership said, have the patience for that, though. Well, Mark Davis has already said he's not going to fire the coach because he said this is not the coach's fault. Uh, he's already said that. Um, and uh, besides, uh, after all the Gruden debacle, I don't think Mark Davis wants to go through firing another coach. Um, so I think McDaniels is here for a couple of years at least. But I do think you're going to see a lot of major changes in the uh, in the player. Uh, and it started today. John, uh, Jonathan Abram was placed on waivers. Uh, they are going to get out from underneath all of these uh, people that uh, Gruden and Mayock picked, and they're going to they're gonna slowly but surely bring in their own players. And they they don't really care if they got to release people. Uh, if they can't trade them, they're they're just going to start cutting people uh, because the people in Vegas have already admitted that this season is pretty much lost. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, this team was not supposed to be where they are right now. No, this no. this this team was supposed to be a lot better than what they were. I mean, had they hung on to those three leads that I just mentioned, they would have five wins instead of two, uh, and that's where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be like five and four or six and three at this point, not two and six. You know, so and in NASCAR, Joey Logano won the championship. Uh, I don't know much else about it. Um, uh, I think uh, Rosh. He last uh, won it in 2018. I know that. He won it in so 2018. Yeah. So uh, the NASCAR season is over with. 
And let's go down to Texas and see if Sean can talk about better things. Go ahead, Sean. Well, and of course, Ty Gibbs won the Xfinity, and which is the yep. next level down. And but there's a big waiting list to try and get on the Cup Series on the Monster Energy, which is actually the Monster Energy Cup, but they don't say it a lot. But well, and he's Sean, a grand I read this morning that Gibbs is going to get Kyle Busch's seat because Kyle Busch is going to a new team, and they've already okay. Been- and and he is the grandson of Joe Gibbs, by the way. Right. Just, he is a he is a grandson of Joe Gibbs, and uh, well, I made it back from Missouri and everything from the Missouri Illinois border. We left Wednesday. I got back early, early Sunday morning. Uh, you know, sad going up there, but hey, got to watch Game Five of the baseball game with a bunch of family members. And you know, as my dad always says, whoever wins Game Five, as he used to always say, wins the World Series almost ninety most of, most of the time. And you know, other people have said that too, but he was the one that said it. Best. But anyway. Yeah, you know, things, you know, uh, Sean, you know, you mentioned family members, and I saw this on mm-hmm. Twitter today. I think it's kind of thing. Calvin Sampson, and we all know Calvin's had his his issues in mm-hmm. the past. But Calvin Sampson said he gives his players one piece of advice, and that piece of advice that piece of advice is call your mother. And the players ask yep. him why. He says because you better do it because one day you can't. I've heard him say that in interviews. So, yes, I've heard him you know, say you that. Know, in you see, when you mention family, but, you know, yeah, spend time but, with those family members when and, you can. And that same day, we had the world famous family kickball game, which turned into a fight. It was fine when the kids were all involved, but certain adults came in and certain adults got out there and watched it. Sisters and brothers and cousins and. Adults got in and, of course, wow. messed it all up. And there, there, were big... more, there, there were probably some adult beverages involved before they got out uh, there. Yeah, not, as, not as much that day. It was at my, okay. my mom's side of the family. I mean, there were, there were a couple people that had a couple. Later on, after the funeral, there were more. But the day oh, before, yeah, there weren't that. many. Yeah. Not, uh, the ones that were, the adults that were, weren't drinking. They were just fighting because they're stubborn classes, you know, how they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's high school football playoffs starting up this week here and we'll talk about i'm sure we could talk about this in baseball but how about mattress mac man the largest single payout on a bet in sports uh, sport bet in history is 75 million he had to do it in three bet uh through caesars and the betting app and a couple others and all the people that bought furniture are getting free furniture he's giving it to charities and a lot of people don't know those of you don't mattress mac jim McElvain. uh Gallery Furniture down in Houston, big furniture chain. He's always done a lot with the community. He loves to make those famous bets. And, and I did big, not and know he's this. He's a big thing. Astros fan. Big Astros fan, and he's a, remember he had the big bet on the Super Bowl. Also, he didn't win that one, where they were going to get three thousand dollars worth of the free bet. You know, if you bought up to three thousand, you got it free. He had that, but I did not know this. He played college football for the University of Texas and won a national championship. I think under Dale Royal, I think it was the '69 championship that he won. So, but of course, he was always a gallery furniture will save you money. That was his big commercial, but. Speaking of saving money, I'll give y'all this for free to call on in. If you want to leave a comment anytime throughout the week, you can call 800-693-0595, option two, or go to 773-572-7715, or sports lounge at allthingsradio.net. If you want to come in on the Zoom, if you're listening live, and by the way, those of you on the podcast, if you want to listen live, we are here 4 p.m. every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, but get in on the Zoom, uh, download the Zoom app, or dial 646-876-9923, and then 
723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. And let's talk about this crazy week in the NFL. All right. Well, as I said, it was it was uh, kind of went as a way I expected, except for two games. And I would have been, I've never picked a perfect week, and I bet I came close. What was it? Six points on one and three on the other. So not bad. Anyway, starting off. And, it, on, and Chris, uh, it helped you personally, too, in our contest. It did. Yeah. I'm now in first and place. Four games, later. Four, four games all had the same final score. Yeah. Yeah. So Philadelphia beat Houston 29-17. Of course, that was Thursday night, and that was when the uh, Eagles and and, uh, Texans were playing and the Phillies and the Astros were playing, and the games kind of started the same way with uh, Philadelphia falling behind and then tying it up, but they didn't end the same way because the Phillies continued to get no hit, and and the uh, Eagles pulled away and won the game. It was 14-14 late in the first quarter, second quarter, and and that was about it. You know, that was uh, it. There's not much you can say about that. So they're now 8-0. Then we went to uh, the Chargers, one of those games 20 to 17 over Atlanta and this was uh, sort of a come from behind for the Chargers they woke up finally yep. and uh, you know had had a, a trouble getting started and Atlanta has trouble they're, they're another team that has trouble holding on Lee's yep. and Dicker Dicker the kicker won it for them so he did University yep University of Texas <clears throat> okay he's, he's had two winning field goals for two different teams and he's played two games in the National Football League yeah who's yep. the other I forget where he was the Cardinals the Ra- uh, uh, Rams Eagles? Eagles, 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 Eagles. That's right. Against the Cardinals. Yep. Okay. Now Miami and Chicago, the Bears, the Bears have an offense now, 35 to 32. And Miami has gotten into these shootouts with some teams too. They got into one, I think with the, well, with the Ravens. And, but the thing is what's, what's really happened out of all these quarterbacks. And last year, Mac Jones showed some flashes and you know, they're not all bust. But it really starts to look like we're, we're getting to the point that we can say Justin Fields has arrived. He certainly arrived as a runner. You know, 178 yards, I think it was, and a 61-yard touchdown. So, you know, yeah, you he, just broke, to... he broke Michael Vick's NFL record for a regular season game. Right. Of course, Colin Kaepernick has the playoff record, uh, 181. Right. So, I mean, it, he's got that down. And <clears throat> if they can put, <clears throat> excuse me, put some receivers around him, and they did go out and get the play pool, so they, they've got to build the team. But I think they have got a future now with it, of, of the one quarter. You know, again, and we've seen some people do do some things in, with their teams, but I really do think of that class, that class from uh, that came in last year, I think he's certainly the front runner right now. <clears throat> Cincinnati beat Carolina 42-21, to and uh, Joe Mixon went crazy. Five touchdowns, four rushing, and one receiving. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati, that's a Cincinnati record and a, a record for most teams. So that's for sure. <laughs> um, Detroit beat Green Bay 15 to nine. Green Bay has now lost five in a row. They now, I mean, this has got to be the bottom line. You know, I, I don't know about Ron LaFleur next year. They've got, they're kind of stuck with Rogers. Well, the pro- one of the problems they're having, Chris, and it clearly isn't all of it, but I was listening to the Sunday drive and when they went to Denny Caps, their reporter there, yep. they had, I th- just in in that game alone, they had six or seven players that they ruled out. So, and he said yep. that even before that, they have had a lot of injuries. So he said, you know, being in Detroit, he said I don't like to make excuses with injuries, but he said they've had a lot of players that have missed basically the whole season. They have, but Rogers threw three interceptions too. He did. So, yes, he did. Yeah. You know, he threw four of, last year, I think. And one yeah. of them, and one of them, right in the end zone. Yeah, that's right. And I think that was one of those times when they were. They, didn't take the points, didn't get the field goal. You know, again, this was going to be a, you could see that this was a low scoring game. Get the points, you know, 
uh, that that you 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 know you never know. It could be the most important uh, point to get, and they didn't do it. So anyway, the Patriots beat the Colts twenty six to three again. They didn't play real well. They played well enough. Colts were just horrible, and uh, you know we saw the firing of the coach. They sacked Colts. I don't know, was it nine or ten times, whatever it was. And and the Patriots defense has played well for the most part, except in that Bears game. But again, and now New England got nine sacks, Chris. Nine. And the thing is that um, the Bears. But now we look back at that Bears game, and now we, that was the night he arrived. You know, Monday Night Football. If you're gonna, you know, come on stage and and start to be a big deal, that's the night he did it against the Patriots. So you can look back at that if, if Fields goes on to have a great career. But the, you know, they're they're for the They'll be able to think about what they're going to do offensively. Get all their great offensive minds, like Judge and whatever, together, and you know, see what Patricia. they can do with it. Patricia, but anyway, uh, we'll see. But they, you know, they're in position to at least contend. I don't know if they're going to get in, but they've, you know, they're they're at that spot. Uh, the Jets beat Buffalo twenty to seventeen, and this is something. I mean, they, uh, you know, had gotten some big wins, and then of course they were very disappointed to lose to the Patriots because they thought that was a team that they were slightly better than, and they do actually have some pretty good talent on that team, especially defensively. But now I heard a story that Josh Allen they're they're evaluating him for a UCL injuries. Yes, heard they, yes, they that? are, and they're yeah. thinking yes, he they may are. miss. <clears throat> they're saying he may miss at least four weeks. Ooh. Who is, who is their backup? Uh, Chase Keenum. Case yeah. Keenum. Okay. To quote, well, he to, to, quote Stephen a, to quote Stephen A. Case freaking Keenum. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. For that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had some success with the Vikings a few years ago. So there's, and there's also, worse I've also heard rumors, guys, that it could be a Tommy John situation for him. Um, mm. uh, that's why they're still evaluating because. They're thinking that he may have to undergo that kind of surgery. Right, but this is his knee, right? No, elbow. No, it's the elbow. Oh, it's elbow. his elbow. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, okay, medial collateral. Well, I wasn't yeah. sure. Because you got one of those in your knee, too. So yeah. I didn't know that. All right. But uh, did he get injured on a specific play, or was this just uh, uh, yeah, coming up after hit, the game? He, his arm got hit on one specific play when he when he. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Buffalo's going two in the division right now. Yes, they are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Minnesota uh, had went ahead seven nothing, had their nap, went behind <laughs> seventeen to seven, and came back and won a twenty to seventeen. Now these yeah. are the games Thank- they were losing. Thankfully, last. they were playing the Commanders. They were yeah, playing the yeah, Commanders, yeah. and the thing is, these were the games they were losing last year, and you got to give them credit. They are winning these, That's but right. they still yeah. can't play four quarters, you know, and they're not going to get away with this down the road, and, uh, oh, you know, uh, know they're going to win the division because the rest of the division is oh, horrible, yeah. but, uh, you know, the, when they get to the playoffs, if they have to play the Cowboys or the 49ers or something, it's not going to be good. No. Um, and this week, they're playing the aforementioned Case, Case Keenum with Buffalo. That's there correct. you go. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville uh, beat the uh, the Raiders twenty seven twenty, and uh, Roberts already pretty much covered that pretty well. And yeah. and uh, you know the Jaguars finally got a win. They broke up, and they'd had a lead in the fourth quarter, I think, in all their games, and they've yeah. only won three and lost six. So yep. they've no, had the same problem the Raiders had. So yep. anyway, no, and uh, I I really thought that we would uh, we would do better. I mean, after the first half, I'm thinking, wow. <clears throat> Finally figured things out. No, second half comes along, and uh, I, I and they even st- they even stayed on the East Coast. 
They, you know, they yeah, didn't travel. Well, that makes sense. They, didn't, yeah. they didn't travel back to Vegas. They stayed on the East Coast, and when they came out, well, most teams do that now because I think the Patriots will when they go out. They're going to Arizona and then to Las Vegas. I'm sure they'll yeah. stay out there too. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking, well, we got it figured out. Nope, not the case. So, Speaking of Arizona, they lost to Seattle, 31 to 21. Seattle, I uh, heard at the end of their game, listening to their announcers, in the last 10 years in Arizona, they're eight one and one. Yep. In Arizona, wow. so that that's amazing, and and, uh, and there were many many uh, uh, Seahawks fans there. Uh, more and Seahawks Gino fans, Smith I think. Is definitely fans. the comeback player of the year. I mean, my oh, yeah. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they were saying when when that game was being played, though, they were saying <clears throat> Steve and Bill were talking on the Sunday drive, and, and they said in some of the moves that that they make during a game, it's really becoming apparent that Cliff Kingsbury is really not a good coach. No. Yeah. Instead, he was fired at Texas Tech and got an NFL and, job. And, well, and, and as we've said before, Sean, you and I have covered this before. That's why he's sniffing around, you know, now Auburn and Nebraska and all these college jobs. Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, Tampa Bay beat the uh, the Rams uh, uh, 16-13, coming from behind another Brady comeback. He hadn't done that in a while, and uh, not this year anyway. So I will give I'll give Brady credit for the comeback, but the Rams, and they're not the only team to do it. A lot of teams do it. Did something that annoys the heck out of me. Why do you just let them, oh, I'll give you five, ten yards here, five, ten yards there. You can roll right down the field. Then we'll try to stop you at the end. They did that on two consecutive possessions, and it didn't kill them the first time, but it did the second time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, I, I think the, these teams, they, you know, we talk about the two-point career. That's another thing I don't like. Quit just letting people go. If you can get a stop, get a stop. Yeah, yeah. and the other, the other thing, well, they, what is the prevent defense prevent? It prevents you from winning. That, that's that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. In a in a good game, it, it turned into a good game at the end. Kansas City yeah. came from behind and beat Tennessee twenty to seventeen, and all on Mahomes. He he ran one in and he ran in the two point conversion, and then they kicked the uh, field goal in overtime. And Tennessee really gave him a hard time, so that was that was pretty good for the uh, the Titans. Yes. And and the last game of the thing was kind of a ho hum. Uh, Baltimore beat New Orleans twenty seven thirteen. You know, without uh, Andrews and so forth, but uh, they managed to do it and did what they had to do. So there you go. And uh, so they're in good shape in their division. So while, while you're um, getting your paper, Chris, just to uh, yep. update you real quick. And then, Jerry, if you want to unmute yourself, we'll get to you, too. Um, mainly, Rick, for your own knowledge, Nicole, the winds are now 60 miles an hour and it is still moving straight to the west. So still expected to be a hurricane by tomorrow. Jerry, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, uh, I want to talk about the uh, I want to talk about the Breeders' Cup for a little bit. The Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, um, a horse named Flightline won it, and uh, there were some uh, horses you might remember from the uh, Derby. Well, Hot Rod Charlie was in there, and so yep. was Rich Strike. Yep. Um, but uh, I guess they're on their way to the glue factory because they. Uh, they <laughs> Oh, there's stud fees to be made, Jerry. There's stud fees to be made. Yeah. It's not, uh, they won't send them there yet. Yeah. But uh, I thought I'd come in and uh, talk about that a little bit because yeah. you got yeah. So okay. Anyway, good job, right, Jerry. Jerry. All right. So the NFL standings: AFC East, the Buffalo six and two, and now you know wondering about their quarterback situation because they, everybody's right behind. In the North, three Miami six and three, and the Patriots four five and four, Cleveland three and five and three, <coughs> two and six and four. In the South, 
Tennessee and Pittsburgh two and six. In the South, Tennessee is five and three. Indianapolis three five and one. Tennessee's basically got this one one I think. Uh, Jacksonville three and six, and Houston one six and one. In the West, we've got Kansas City at six and two. The Chargers at five and three. Denver three and five, and the Raiders two and six. NFC East, well, they won one and lost one. We're going to be talking later about the, their their good record, but the NFC East, we have Philadelphia at eight and zero, Dallas six and two, the Giants six and two, and Washington four and five. In the North, Minnesota again uh, cruising seven and one, Green Bay three and six, Chicago three and six, Detroit two and six. In the South, we have Tampa Bay four and five, and Atlanta four and five, New Orleans three and six, and Carolina two and seven. And in the West, we have Seattle six and three. San Francisco four and four. The Rams are three and five, and Arizona three and six. And in our contest, well, what's going on? We have I'm in first place right now with 89 points. Perry's at 88. Rick's at 86. Then we have a bit of a drop off. Uh, Pierre at 80. Robert at 78. Jerry at 77. Sean at 76. David USF at 76. Jamal at 72. Al in Cleveland at 71. Uh, King Dale at 66 and Laurie at 60. And uh, so, and the teams that are have buys this coming week are the Patriots, Cincinnati, the Jets, and Baltimore. And now I will. And Pierre, Pierre, we'll get you right after the schedule here. Yeah, we'll do the schedule here. And we will talk to Pierre. So you can start unmuting Pierre if you want. Yeah. yeah he's got mixed emotions this week, but one pretty happy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he's more happy than sad. I think he gave up on this yeah. a while ago. Okay, starting on Thursday, November 10th, we have Atlanta at Carolina. There's a nice Arizona Prime game for you. That's okay. I've already planned to watch something else. Uh, Prime video. (laughs) Well, hey, it's a first-place team. That's what Prime, they tell you, hey, we got a first-place team, you know, the tie for first. Anyway. They played a great game two weeks ago. They did. They did. They did. But it'll be uh, probably a slog because it's on Arizona. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then you need to get up early to have, especially if you're in Seattle, Gina's got to get Gina up. Gina does. Yep, Seattle yeah, Gina. Tampa Bay, 9.30 a.m. in Munich. So there you go. Then get we your letter hosing in your and that's, on the, and that's on the NFL Network. Yeah. Right. And then uh, the Sunday afternoon games, we have Minnesota at Buffalo, 1 p.m. on Fox. Detroit at Chicago, 1 p.m. on Fox. Denver at Tennessee, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City, 1 p.m. on CBS. Yeah. Cleveland at Miami, 1 p.m. on CBS. We have Houston at the Giants, 1 p.m. on CBS. Uh, New Orleans at Pittsburgh, 1 p.m. on Fox. Indianapolis at uh, the Raiders, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. So Fox has the doubleheader. The big game of the day, uh, the perceived at the beginning of the year, is, uh, and you, you could pretty much pencil this in every year if they're going to play, but uh, it's not got the luster. Dallas at Green Bay, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. We have Arizona at the Rams, 425 p.m. on Fox. We have the Chargers at San Francisco. That's uh, actually a better game, 820 p.m. on uh, NBC. And the Monday night game will be Washington at Philadelphia, 815 p.m. on ESPN. So there you go. We wouldn't so think now that would we, now we wouldn't think that would be a good game. No, no, no. no. Philadelphia okay. will remain undefeated. So, uh, so now, Pierre, as we come to you, the other night I was listening to the 
Alabama game and they were about to it was in the middle of that review you know near in the overtime and Chris Stewart said he was going to pause 10 seconds to pray to the good lord above and for station identification <laughs> well LSU won the game so I'm thinking praying to the good lord didn't work that time that didn't work that time Pierre no nope. <laughs> but it normally anyway, now Pierre it normally does for Alabama yeah no yeah but did you see those calls the, that went against LSU that should not I did there was two of them. Yep. Well, you and you know that's gonna. I mean, we people. Well, you guys are just saying it because you're fans. You know that's gonna happen. I mean, Ole Miss is gonna have it this week. Yep. Exactly. You gotta play Alabama and the rest. Right. So, but, what but, did you uh, think, Pierre, of the decision for him when it was thirty-one thirty? He didn't have to do it, but he decided to go for two. Did you think that they were tiring enough to? And was it hot or something? I mean, I was dubious. I'm usually dubious on that. My thing is extend the game, and you know, uh, but nope. unless you really have a disadvantage, what did you think of that decision before he, they made it? In fact, as soon as LSU scored, I yelled, "Go for two!" Because you don't <laughs> want to go. You don't want to go toe to toe with Alabama. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. You go okay. to with, but what I wanted to say was Jerry was talking about the horse uh, that uh, won the the uh, cup race the other day. Uh, that horse, they don't bet on whether he's going to win or not because they already know he's going to win. They bet on how many links he's going <laughs> to. He's never lost a race. I mean, he's never won a race by less than eight and a half lengths. Wow! And they're, you, and they're saying they're saying he's possibly better than Secretariat. Wow! One of the best. Did you did you know ever. Pierre? Did you know Pierre that now I did not know this until a couple of weeks ago. I heard it. Not only you know we bet on everything now. They're mm-hmm. even betting on these elections tonight. Yeah. Oh sure. So I mean, you can kind of tell who likely will mm. win by where the betting money is go- going because i didn't realize you even bet on on elections how many votes do you get oh wait a minute can you get votes? how does that work they did well, it. well they you did it. what you do what you do chris you put up your money and put your it's just a money line so in other words you vote for candidate a or candidate b you don't get vote you don't get uh, no, if you, you lose it by x amount no but if yeah but if you bet on like if you bet on you know what said candidate and that candidate wins de- depending on the odds you could win quite a bit of money to yeah, it. Okay. Let me see who Mattress. Let me see who Mattress Mac bet on. <laughs> well, yeah, he, if he bet on him, you better bet on him, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, you know that that thing about that horse, you know, and a horse that people don't really think about, and and I don't even know his history, and I'd have to look him up on Wikipedia. That horse, Cigar, remember? Cigar uh, used to win all those races for, a day, for years, won races and races oh, yeah. and races. That's yeah. what it sounds like this horse. Go, go well, ahead, you, remember, you remember Canyon Era the second? He had a bad yeah. day. And, and and he won all those races. Yep. There you go. But uh, yep. but to, to cover with the Saints now, look at the at the receiving core and see yeah. how many yeah. uh Thomas is out, uh, uh uh Jarvis Landry is out. All all the receivers are are out with injury. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Okay. All right, let's move on to some news and notes in the NFL here. Uh, for eight weeks, the NFC uh, East uh, is the best division ever since 1970. Uh, they're 23 going into this week was 23 and eight at a 7:42 record. So that was pretty amazing. Uh, all we we don't have any details on it. David forgot to come in and give us any. But uh, for a punter, you know, he punted a lot. Yeah, Ray Guy died at 72 years old, and he's the first punter in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And uh, so I believe that, I believe it was cancer, Chris. But uh, yeah, and I don't know how many yeah. 
how, what was his career? About 20 years, Robert? Something uh, like that? Yeah, he well, he was drafted in 1972, and I, I think he went all the way through the, um, I want to say, I know he was on all three Super Bowl teams. Uh, I, I think he retired after the third Super Bowl win for the Raiders. Oh, in 03? No, no, no. I'm talking about in, 70, in 11, 15, and 18. The, the Super Bowls we won. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah. When we beat but, the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Red, uh, Redskins. Right. Okay. That would be about. Well, he played a few years right. after. He played. He, he played a little while after that. After eighteen. Yeah. 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 Well, eighteen was. Uh, yeah, eighty-four. Yeah, he would have played some more years. Yeah. I think he played yeah. about twenty years. But it was he, all with the. He only, yeah, played, just, he only played for the Raiders. So. Yeah, that's what I was just going to yeah. say. Okay, Tom Brady has uh, thrown for um, you know, in all, regular season mm-hmm. and playoffs for over a hundred thousand yards. Yep. Uh, so that's that's pretty amazing, and uh, he now has the fifty-five comebacks. He's uh, the uh, fourth quarter comebacks to victories. He's now past Peyton Manning in doing that, and then uh, Cooper Cup, more than five hundred catches in his career, did it in seventy-nine games. Michael Thomas, that we were just talking about, was the fastest to do it at, at sixty-nine in his career, and uh, we already have been talking about Frank Reich and Jeff Saturday, and uh, Jeff Saturday coming in to replace him. So Saturday will debut on Sunday. Yes, he will. And I love the one thing I got a kick out of, though, on this, you know, Saturday said in his press conference, he goes, I asked him, why do you want me? Why do you want? He goes, I kept asking him. And then Ursay is like, well, we don't want to go with a traditional, uh, somebody who's had coaching experience because they might mess it up. You know, he yeah. he won't be afraid to pull. Yeah, he, that was his thing. But no, he won't. He won't be willing. They, they, the guy would want to promise to do something next well, year, and that's why. And they can't. They can't name a permanent head coach even if they could get one. Because remember the Rooney Rule, they have right. to interview people in the off season, so it has that's to be right. Inter- yeah. That's right. And Daniel Snyder is getting thrown out of the boys' club. He's supposed to sell the team. He and his wife are. Uh, doing, um, you know, inquiries with Bank of America to see what they can get. So we'll see uh, about that. Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos is one of the t- parties reportedly interested. Uh, there's a group featuring Matthew McConaughey talking about hey. buying the commanders. So and, okay. uh, you know, the, so the, and the rumor is, Chris, he's No, we have a to... siren going, so if you hear that siren, let me know and I'll mute for a minute. Okay, okay. you're fine. Uh, the rumor is, Chris, that he could get up to $7 billion for this team. That's what I'm hearing. And Bez- that's why I think Bezos may be the lead to go get it because, you know, Amazon, they own yep. the Washington Post. So, yep. 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 So, of well, they would, they would probably wanted... certainly get uh, good media coverage from the Post, then, wouldn't they? Yeah. I think they, they would. would. But you know what? I don't know if, and and that would be something that somebody around here would have to do, because uh, John Henry owns the Globe, and I'm not yep. sure that uh, certainly Dan Shaughnessy gives the Red Sox a kick in the butt every time uh, he feels like they should have one. Yeah, so, he does. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah. I think it's. I think with papers like the Globe and like the Post. That have you know long-standing traditions that go back you know years and and uh, they're trusted in the community. I think they they look at something beyond uh, just who's paying their paycheck. So anyway. Oh, speaking of Fenway Sports, Chris, uh, there was an article in today's Globe that they're uh, they're thinking about selling their Premier League uh, soccer team. So uh, okay, and they own Liverpool. So. And uh, the, the estimated price for that is about $4 billion. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. printing money. Okay. Um, any other NFL before we move on to baseball? 
Nope. Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay. Right. Rick, Rick yeah. is definitely on vacation. He usually has two nuggets <laughs> that nobody knows about. That he would have yeah. found. I told you, yeah. stuffed and hung over. Oh, well, well, too much, oh too we, much we talked about the we talked about the McKinney injury, yeah, with the Giants, yeah. and yeah. of course he got that down in Cabo. Why do you go to Cabo on your day on your week off? I mean, didn't Tony Romo do that? And didn't somebody else yeah. get a little little trouble going down to Cabo? I mean. Yeah, and the NFL, okay, yeah, you take some time off, but, oh, I'm going to leave the country here yeah. and go I down the there. The Patriots are, are all good boys this weekend. We'll see. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Rodman did go to Vegas in the middle of that season. That you know, He gave him a couple of days off to come to Vegas, but, hey, you know. All right, so was, we, uh, when we uh, last were speaking, it was one game apiece. In game three, Philadelphia had five home runs, and they beat Houston seven to nothing. And that was uh, uh, Lance McCullers gave up all five, and he's the only pitcher ever in postseason history, not just World Series, to allow five home runs. So the patient uh, Dusty Baker left him in there. And then the game four turned around. Houston beat Philadelphia 5-0 on a combined no-hitter. It was uh, Christian Javier. Uh, He pitched the first six innings. And then uh, Brian Abreu, uh, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley wrapped it up. And the last no-hitter uh, was the perfect game in the World Series by Don Larson, April 8, uh, October 8, 1956. And then uh, Houston got all five in the fifth fifth inning. And Philadelphia is the first team ever in any kind of uh, major league situation to hit five or more home runs one day and be no-hit the next game. So that, that was kind of amazing. Uh, and the, the other postseason no-hitter, uh, we've had three, Ray Halliday for the Phillies on October 7, 2010. So we, Perry and I figured that one out against Cincinnati in the divisional series. But then uh, Houston on Thursday night when the Eagles and and Texans were playing and the Phillies and the uh, Astros, Houston uh, got a split on the uh, evening's events by winning three games to two, uh, three to two. And the thing is that put them ahead three games to two. And then game six, of course, back in Houston on Saturday night, Houston beat Philadelphia four to one. Uh, Jordan Alvarez hit a three run, a two run homer to put. Uh, put the team ahead in the sixth inning and hit it in the sixth. And uh, Dusty uh, Baker, of course, the first title in uh, his uh, 25 year managing career. And everybody's happy about that. He's 73 years old and oldest to win the World and Series, I guess. His, and his contract is up, but he. He says, "Hey, I want to come back." This, I mean, he was saying that they had the parade yesterday and everything. Yeah, he, it, he it says, sounds like he wants to come team. back, and they want to bring. They basically, Jim Crane wants to bring him and James Click, the GM, back together. Okay. Yep. Yes. Jeremy Pena uh, won the MVP. Is he's from the Dominican Republic originally, but from Providence and from the University of Maine, so New England connection, and he won the MVP. So you can see why Carlos Correa uh, headed out. Uh, because they knew he was ready to go, and he certainly has, and he won. He's the the ninth player to win the MVP of the World Series and to also win uh, an ALCS or NLCS uh, MVP. But the uh, I guess there was a little controversy because Zach Wheeler was taken out when it was one to one in the sixth inning, and he'd only uh, uh, and Jose Alvarado came in and uh, gave up the home run to Alvarez. And the thing is. He'd only thrown 70 pitches. I think what sometimes these managers forget is that this is the last game. I mean, so if he pulls, throws 80 or 90 or 100, he's got all next year to you know to get better. You know, it's not it's not the worst yeah. thing. It's Rob tomorrow. Thompson said. Rob Thompson said, Chris, his uh, velocity was dropping. He was getting in trouble. So there there is that. So, but the Phillies had some weird stats in this World Series. They hit the most home runs ever at home that a postseason team has ever hit at 18, or they tied the record, I think. But they also struck out 71 times in the World Series, which is the most for that. 
And then, as we've been talking about off and on, Mattress Max won his uh, bet. So uh, people are getting free furniture, and charities are getting money, and everybody in Houston's happy, and they had their parade. And now we can move on to the off season. And uh, let's see. Uh, Edwin Diaz signed with the Mets. Five for 102 million. He's their closer. Five years for 102 million. And and, and Chris, uh, we should throw in here. We're, we don't need to say this every time we report something, but you should just understand when we tell you that such and such signed with who for this. It's pending a physical. Just know that, yeah. and we don't have to say it every time. That's right. Okay. And uh, only one percent of the time does the physical come back to bite anybody. That's right. Anyway, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, as we said, Jeremy Pena won that award. He's the first, third rookie to win it. Larry Sherry in 1959, who was the closer for the Dodgers, and Levon Hernandez for uh, Miami in 97. He's the first non-pitcher to, to win it. And then we had, uh, let's see, uh, okay. And then we had a couple of uh, other moves. We had uh, Xander Bogarts, of course, uh, did not pick up, uh, did not exercise his player option, so he'll be a free agent. And uh, and I guess free agency starts what uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Yes, yeah. and Thursday. Carlos Correa did not. He's opting out too. Yeah, yeah the uh, there are several players that opted out, but I don't. But have both, there are. both Bogarts, I'm sure Bogarts would still say the same thing, and Correa certainly did. That he, they're not. It doesn't mean they're not open to talking to their That's teams. Right. The, you know, Bogarts and is uh, has a lot of relationships here, and the Red Sox will be in the mix. And uh, you know, same with Correa with the Twins. He had a good time there this year, so he's not saying he wouldn't go back. It's just uh, he's the only problem the with that is if they would sign him to probably what he's going to want, that is going to really hamstrung their team. They also, yeah, because they're a smaller market team. They also. This was a, this was the contract that was signed, and he had three opt outs, and he just yep. decided to take it this year. He could have stayed another yep. year, but he decided. They did. To do it the Twins year. did pick up Sonny Gray's option yesterday, and they declined the option on Chris Archer, which would not surprise you because as good of a pitcher as Chris Archer was, he certainly is not the, the pitcher that he used to be. No, no. Couple so, of rumors, uh, by the way. If we want some rumors, okay. Oh, I love we, rumors. We, we love rumors. Yeah. Short stops. We don't. Bill, this is where Bill loves it when we get into these, right, Bill? You're right. <laughs> um, You're right. Um, apparently, the Cubs are going to go after both, possibly both Correa and Bogarts. Now we know they won't sign them both, but they're going to. They're in Talk on both. And then yeah. apparently, the Tigers <laughs> are in need of a catcher, and they want to sign Wilson Contreras. So we'll see what happens there. Now, I would th- I would think the Cubs would go after him because um, although they're both okay catchers, Contreras is certainly a better hitter than either of the two catchers that the Cubs currently have, and those that would be Jan Gomes and P.J. Higgins. Now, P.J. Higgins, they, they would probably like to bring him back as a utility guy because he can catch and he can also play first and third. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Reds can get uh, their former catcher back. Um, maybe they can get him back from the Tigers. The one they no, no, Bill, done. is that kind of a that, is that kind of more of a wish? <laughs> That's a wish. That's not even a rumor. <laughs> That's a wish. <laughs> I mean, but see, that's well, what sure. the Tigers. That's what the Tigers didn't like about Tucker Barnhart. He's a yeah. great catcher, but, but he, he doesn't hit. hit a great. He doesn't hit a great deal. 
No, but he's good with pitchers, and he's good. And the Reds, they found out with their catcher, Tyler Stevenson, that he was hurt three times, major injuries during the season. And you can't have that, so they can't really pay him full-time at the catching position. He might be able to hit a ton, but he's not durable. He finds ways to get hurt. wonder if he could be a DH. Well, no, that's true, too, but you're paying a lot of money to a DA. So we'll well, see. In the in the National League, though, Bill, I think in the future you're going to find that the teams are going to have to start paying more money to those guys who are DHs because yeah. it's here to stay now. It right. is here. It's not going away. It isn't. Well, as, much as, I, as much as I didn't like it when it came in, it's not going anywhere. No. So but, yeah, the baseball actual moves are no more no rumors, actual so, moves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's always rumors floating. Oh, what did you say about there. Tim Anderson? You did have one. Uh, that oh, uh, Tim Anderson. The White Sox have picked up Tim Anderson's twelve and a half million dollar option, and they yep. have declined the five and a half million dollar option on Josh Harrison. Yeah, right. And it okay. really is starting to sound like, just from what you hear in the you know through the grapevine. It probably won't happen this offseason, but the A's are going to go to Vegas. Yep, they are. Yeah, It really is starting uh, well, to sound. And I, I guess I don't see, maybe you've heard something, Robert, that or Bill, that I haven't, but he Manfred claims that he thinks Tampa is going to get a new stadium. I don't know where he's getting that because... I, I Okay, um, I don't know where he's getting that either, but as far as the A's are concerned, they contractually have to play in Oakland both in 23 and 24. They can't unless they use the unless they choose to buy it out. Unless they, well, they, have, unless, they have to have a couple they have to have a couple years to build the stadium. So that'll right, give them 2 right. years yeah. to build the stadium and I, yeah, see, they're, I, they're not going to play they're not going to play a legion a legion field is not designed to play baseball. Correct. Right? No, it's not, no. no. Here's what I wonder though with with the state of Florida and baseball. I wonder if Florida is a better spring training type area. Because we know fans yeah. flock there, to there in Arizona both for spring training. I wonder if it's better as, as that than it is having full-time and, teams. Yeah, and especially the Tampa, the Tampa area, because that's where most of your spring training teams are in the Tampa, Orlando area, which surprises me, though, with Miami. Uh, there's a with number the of, there, no, there's a number of them on the East Coast, too. Yeah, there are. Okay, there are. but, like, Miami is surprising me because the number of the large Cuban population, and I figured baseball would do well. But, I mean, near my, I mean, they're not near Miami. They're on the East Coast, but they're a little bit from Miami, a lot of them. Where yeah, the, in Arizona, yeah, the training, I think the, di- the spring training, the it's, back- all, um, it's all kind of, isn't it, Chris, up Palm Beach and a little north? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, like, thing that you're, and like you're okay. You've got the opposite situations in Miami and, and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a great team. You know, it competes every year, but they have a horrendous stadium. You know, like I always go down back to Dave O'Brien one night when uh, something hit a catwalk when the when he was on the radio doing the Red Sox. He said, you know, it's like Fenway Park is Augusta, and this is a pitching pot. You know, I mean, this is a ridiculous place to play baseball. So in, they would draw. Their ratings are wonderful. They get the best, best ratings in baseball, but who wants to go and sit in that stupid, noisy, cowbell-infested thing with all that crazy music and everything and t- Miami hasn't put a good team on the field so whether they would draw or not they, they might they've got, they've got a good stadium but they don't have a they good do. team in Miami correct correct you know. so that's what their issues are you know yeah. it's the stadium in one place and it's a, the, the franchise in the other Miami is falling over each other they haven't done anything you know in yeah. 20 years and so I think if you could put a stadium you know a decent state the, the Miami type stadium for Tampa Bay 
I, you know, with a retractable roof and all that. I think, you know, and a decent baseball park mm-hmm. with, with the kind of dimensions that you see in a Camden Yards, you know, a, little, a, a few crazy things, but not catwalks and everything. Right. I think, uh, you know, and do, do away with some of the music and cowbells. I think you'd have a, a good fan base. Yeah. But anyway. Let us let us, right. uh, let us us bring in Pierre. He might have some baseball, and then we better get to college sports because it's already after to. 4 o'clock. By the yeah, way, the, wind, yeah. but the winds, by the way, are up now to 65. Ooh. All right, I'm well, yeah. per hour. Let's see, by the time you leave, uh, I think it'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, if something happens to me, Bill doesn't have to change the openings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got a point. <laughs> hey, you know, you... you, you <laughs> What's that, Pierre? <laughs> I'm asking him if he's wearing his Mickey Mouse ears on the air today. <laughs> I'm wearing anything that'll bring me luck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One other baseball, one other baseball. Hold on, let Pierre talk. Uh, How about Pierre? Let's listen to Pierre first, then we'll finish up baseball. Well, what I was thinking, okay, what I was thinking about Florida is, like my friend John, he lived in Florida, but he was a Cincinnati Reds fan. And and you can get 10 people in Florida, and all of them are transplant, and and they're all pulling from other teams. And yeah. not for the not that's for the correct. Well, well, Pierre, remember yeah. the last week of the season, of course, you know, with you and I being Cubs fans. Remember when the Cubs played down there the last week of the season? Mm-hmm. You could, if you listen to that game, ninety percent of the people mm-hmm. in that building were Cub fans. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's why a lot of East Coast teams had affiliates in Florida. Yeah. Right. The, Yan- the, the Yankees the and the Red Sox like to go to Tampa because they have a lot of fans <laughs> down there. I think the thing that can happen, though, is I think somebody like our friend Lynn, she's a Mets fan, but, her, you know, she roots for the Rays, too. You know, if they do well, she's, she pays attention. She's not necessarily going to be of the age and, and uh, you know, physical ability to go to a game, but she maybe would do that. And the Mets are going to be coming in every other year now. You know, that's another thing that's going to help teams like that, too. Yep. And, but the, yeah, there's, there's a difference, though. The Marlins don't like to spend no, Stu Sternberg no. of the Rays, if, if he if he thinks he can win, he will spend the money. Yes, very wisely, too. Very yes. wisely. Yeah. Okay, well, all right, Robert. Um, the other thing I was going to say, for those that have HBO, tonight we'll, uh, they're going to debut a new documentary on Willie Mays. And that'll, oh. be at, uh, that'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern for those that are interested, if you have access to HBO. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, any more beef? and West Coast. Eastern yeah. and West Coast, by the way, yep. they have two. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I, I think, Chris, that's the baseball stuff for this. All right. Week. Now, I'm going to read you the top ten, because this is what the uh, the playoff show was based on last week. This is what they arrived at last week, and, and Sean will be in uh, on our system to give us the new top ten in a couple hours. But this is where they were starting. I think we should always look at where they're starting, and then we'll do the scores from the top 25 and the interesting games, and then we'll talk about what the ramifications. So when they started, they had Tennessee at one, Ohio State two, Alabama six, three, Clemson was four, Michigan five, Alabama six, TCU seven, Oregon eight, nine was USC, and 10 was LSU. So, you know, that's that's where they were. And then, of course, we get to our scores, and then we'll see what we think. First thing right off the top, we have Georgia beating 27, to, uh, Tennessee 27 to 13. And the, game right away, wasn't, Georgia, and the game really wasn't that close. No, yeah. they, they were, it was 27 to six late. And, you know, so it was one of those things that you could tell right from the, just getting scores that it was not Tennessee's. My maintenance man wasn't very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. He wasn't very happy. In a rain-filled game, Ohio State beat Northwestern 21 to seven, the great equalizer so they, that almost took uh, Ohio State down a little bit 
Michigan over Rutgers, 52 to 17. Uh, TCU beat New Jersey, so you can see what happened. The Rutgers, 424 uh, in a battle. Yeah, 3424 in a battle. Yeah, they lucked out to win that one. Okay, uh, Oregon beat Colorado, 49 to 10. Um, yeah, and then LSU. We talked about this already. LSU beat Alabama, 32-31. You made your stop uh, of your your great uh, trek to to watch the overtime, right, Sean? Yes, we did. We were pulling in for gas, so we saw it was about to be overtime. So they had a little restaurant there, so we sat and ate and finished the overtime. The last two minutes of regulation into the overtime. Yep. Right, and, you know, I, I have was... not heard anything officially, but as we know, Eli Gold has been out the whole season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, before this, you know, before he was out, it was oh. him, John Parker Wilson, the former Alabama quarterback, and Chris Stewart. Well, it had just been Chris Stewart, John Parker Wilson, then somebody on the sideline. Well, this week, they actually have um, a guy in the booth with him. I, I have, have to kind of wonder if that means Eli yeah. Gold, you know, his health may not be allowing him to continue. And that's too bad because Eli, they're both good announcers, but Eli Gold is Eli Gold is legendary. He's been there a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the 130 and the 135 night play over Arizona State, 50 to 36 and a wild one late at night. And that's what you're supposed to have on a late Saturday night. Notre Dame <coughs> beat Clemson, 35 to 14. That shook things up a little bit. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of people think that probably does it for Clemson. Yeah, well, Clemson's tough. been a lucky anyway. Clemson's been yeah. lucky to win oh, yeah. a couple other games, Wake Forest and Syracuse. I mean, that just shows how overrated Clemson was, I think. Okay, Utah over Arizona, 45-20. Penn State beat Indiana, 45-14. North Carolina beat uh, Virginia, 31-28. And they, they had a hard time with them. They were trailing for parts of that game. So, uh, uh, Tulane beat Tulsa, 27-13. NC, uh, so, let's see, NC State beat Wake Forest, 30-21. Uh, Texas over Kansas State, 34-27. That must have been a good game. Tale of two halves. Tale of two halves. It was thirty-one to ten at halftime, Texas. And of course, they did what they do every mm-hmm. year, every week. They blow it in the second half, and they lucked out just like they did in the Iowa State game and held mm-hmm. on. Unlike you know, the, they need to learn to play four quarters. Right, like uh, Minnesota. Liberty beat Arkansas twenty twenty-one nineteen, and uh, that's pretty good showing for Liberty. I mean, they're you know they're they're oh, an yeah. independent, and they're well, the and it's five. rumored, and it's rumored that Hugh Freeze is probably going to get one of these big college jobs that are open. With that's the end what of the I'm season. hearing. Yep, Michigan State beat Illinois 23-6. Handle their business. No, USF <laughs> beat Memphis to three, and then uh, we had Florida State kill Miami forty-five to three. Boy, the Seminoles fans—they love to kill Miami, and they, do. they got to kill them in Miami. That is, you know, that is not something you do every day. Forty-five to three. Wow, that might be a fireable offense for the Hurricanes coach. We'll see about that. Air Force beat Army. We should always mention the service games thirteen to seven at, at West Point. Iowa beat Purdue twenty-four to three, and uh, somebody woke like up they... Iowa. They, that's a big amount yeah. of points for them. Yeah, was that a rainstorm uh, game? Uh, it was raining. Just it wasn't enough really to impact anything. The wind was worse than the rain in, at uh, West Lafayette. Okay, Iowa State beat West Virginia thirty-one fourteen. That was a nice win. That? that was a nice win for the clones. Yeah. Kansas beat Oklahoma State. They're back on the winning ways, thirty-seven to sixteen after Oklahoma. The ball State. Yep, and yeah, Oklahoma State. I mean, that's that's two in a row, so they're probably going to drop quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pitt beat Syracuse nineteen to nine. 
Mississippi State over Auburn. Everybody's doing that. 39-33. Yeah, but that was a tale of two halves, too. Mississippi State had a huge lead at halftime, and then Auburn came back and uh, took it to overtime, and and State won it. So the four undefeated teams we have that we were talking about, uh, I think, before the show, sometimes I can't remember what we do on the show or before before the show, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. And the question is, what will they do? You know, it really doesn't matter until that Sunday, you know, beginning of December, but it's good for discussion. Will TCU be the fourth team, or will Michigan stay in there? Uh, What were you thinking, Sean? Okay, I'm thinking there was a reason they put Tennessee at number one last week. Because they want them in there. And after the Georgia game, Tennessee has a pretty easy schedule. So it's a way they could keep them in at three or four and justify it if they were ranked number one. And then you got, and plus, they wanted it to build up for Tennessee, Georgia. But you got two schools, Michigan. Okay, Michigan, are they in there? Even though they had a very poor non conference schedule, they've beaten, you know, Penn State, they've beaten Michigan State. Uh, and you got TCU who barely won against Texas Tech. I mean, it was 10 points, but it wasn't, it was a lot closer than that. And TCU, but you have TCU coming into Austin against Texas, and game day is going to be there. The very first time ever in the history of ESPN game days that they've been to the same campus twice because they were here for Alabama and for the TCU game. Uh, but so it's like those three, it's, it's Tennessee. Do they stay in? Does Michigan stay in or does TCU? And then does Tennessee go out? Cause they're one loss, but then if TC, you know, then or do they take Tennessee out for a week and then put TCU I, in for a week? And you know, is I that, think the interesting thing question. with the Michigan and Ohio state thing, that's going to play itself out. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that will. A Thanksgiving weekend. That'll play itself out. TCU head off without being in the SEC championship. Tennessee could get into the playoff without being in the SEC championship because, you know, their one loss was to Georgia. They beat two ranked teams, Kentucky and Alabama. Uh, if TCU can beat Texas, then yes, they can. Michigan will have to beat Ohio. If Michigan loses to Ohio State, even with one loss, they're out if the other yeah, four. Yeah. But that's, that's a couple weeks away. So, yeah. So, and we do have to throw in one score because it was a record. SMU beat Houston 77 to 63 in a football game, not a college, not a basketball game. It's the most points yeah. scored by two college basketball football teams. I would say basketball. It wasn't Jack Party and June Jones coaching this game with a <laughs> run and shoot battle. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So what do we got coming up this week, Sean and Perry? Well, this week's a lot of handle your business type games. USC, UCLA, a lot of you, you know, they're playing, I think one of them's playing Colorado, one's playing Arizona. So they got to handle your business. I'd say Oregon, Washington, that's two ranked teams battling it out to see if Oregon's for real to move themselves up in the rankings. Uh, I mentioned t- TCU at Texas. That's the big, big 12 game. Maybe a Baylor, Kansas State. Uh, you got Mississippi State and Georgia and Ole Miss, Alabama, both in the SEC. You got those games. And then, I don't believe like Mississippi said, State is going to compete with Georgia, though. I, that... No, I don't think they will. I don't think they will, But you got because LSU's got to handle your business game against Arkansas. They yep. should. They Ole, should Ole Miss, however, could, they can compete with Alabama because the thing that Ole Miss does the thing that they do they score they may give up 30 or 40 but they'll score 30 or 40 and the thing with Ole Miss and the thing looking at Alabama Alabama could very easily have four losses this year I mean Texas A&M who's in the toilet and Texas I mean two little two little plays goes two different ways in both those games Alabama could have four losses so if if they play like that the way they played against LSU and Tennessee, Ole Miss can beat them, I think. And then well, and, 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 and this is the trick: Alabama is not as good as they 
typically are. They're just, no. they're not as oh, good no. this year. No, they're not. They're not as good this year. And there's a lot of teams, like I said, Alabama's down, Clemson's down. Uh, you know, the ACC teams, there's not really any major games. It's a lot of, ha- like I said, this week is a big handle your business week for a lot of it teams is. as they get ready because they're getting close to, you have some of the 19th and then the big rivalry games on, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. on yeah. Thanksgiving weekend, you know, so that's what they're really getting ready for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tennessee has an off week, or I think, or, I'm not sure who Tennessee's playing this week, but they they got it easy. They got Austin P and Vanderbilt and somebody else. So, right. but but yeah, that's so, pretty much what's coming up this week. All right, so we we do have to talk a little about college basketball. And the mm-hmm. first thing that happened was Bill Self and uh, and uh, let's see, his name is Curtis Townsend, who is yep. top assistant, got suspended yep. for four games because of F- the FBI investigate the never ending FBI investigation, which has been going on since. Now, now some would argue, some would argue, well, why did you suspend him now? Because we can do all this stuff now. It's like the reason you do it is mm-hmm. because you couldn't do it when he did it. Yeah. Right. So, and then, so I guess they kind of sounds like it's finally getting over. And, you know, in the article that we had, it sounds like it's finally getting over and a few teams need to do, and they're doing sort of a self-punishment and it's being evaluated by this. It's not the NCAA. It's a, it's another uh, group that's evaluating this. And uh, if it meets their specifications, then they kind of let them go off. So it's the first four games. They'll be back for the the big stuff, you know, the conference games and all that stuff. So, and, uh, you know, it was a, a, uh, it was, who was it? Adidas, I guess they had a relationship. Yeah, it was a deal. So, and then LSU was fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars twice by SEC for not keeping fans off the field. So uh, SEC keeps making money one way or the other, and uh, off of LSU that time. And Pierre would have stormed the field. I know. I, I, we heard a message from him. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh I'll, man, I'll bet, I some, he I'll, was. Bet, I'll bet a booster paid that off though. I'll oh, bet yeah. oh, booster too did. So yeah. a little little note on Sirius XM. If you have a device, if, in other words, if you have an iPhone, if you have a, a Lady A. You can get some games. It's not so important during the week, although this time of year there may be games available to you that you don't even know about because they just don't put them on the announcement until we get into the heart of college basketball season. But this is more about college basketball than anything, but it could, could affect football too. So we have these Internet channels that are up in the 900. And the way they work is some belong to conferences. So 953 and nine, and you can say play channel 954. You ask your device to play channel 954 and they'll do it. So 953 and 954 belong to the Big 12. 955 and 956 are ACC. 957 and 958 are the Big 10. 959 and 960 are the Pac-12. And because the, the SEC has more money and stuff and do these fine, they have three channels, 961 <laughs> through 963. But anyway, and then you then can after, also get games way up after that, too. That's my point. Yeah. Then you can go from 974 on. There's some channels, 964 on. There's some channels that have are restricted and they may not be sports at all or whatever they are. All the way up to 994. The problem is that we always complain about with SiriusXM is the weekend because what they do is they decide that they don't want to give a long schedule. They won't put the games all together. So you have to find out before 1 o'clock. If a game starts uh, before 1 o'clock, you have to get that schedule up until 1 o'clock. Then they do the 1 to 4s. Then they do the 4 to four to 9s. And then they do the 9 o'clock. Well, how dare you? care about a game that started at noon and decide you want to listen to it at 105. You can't listen to that announcement and find out about it. You're out of luck. So you have to, you can cruise up and down this area. Used to be when you had the radio, if you missed the announcement, you said, well, I know the ACC channels are here and I know, you know, and you do have that if you have a radio, but with the devices, 
you know, you can just, and you can also ask for your channel, your ACC, play ACC radio. They may have a, a game too. But if you miss mm-hmm. those announcements on Saturday and Sunday, and you know, sometimes you're, you're sleeping late on Saturday and Sunday and you say, but I still want to see that, do that game that started at noon or I want, it's 4.30, I want to hear the four o'clock game, you know, or whatever, uh, you know, you, but that's the problem. They don't do it that way, the 3.30 game. So those and their, are and their website, even them. for those who have computers, their website is not, is not the most accessible thing either because you can go there. They used to have it laid out to where you it'll say, you know, radio is 194, the internet is 9 whatever. Now to get the internet options, you have to every game you want to know, you have to click more ways to listen. So for those who've listened to the college schedule, why don't we have the internet channel? That's why because if I have to if I I have to click that Every time, then it takes a second, of course, for, you know, to load that page and everything. It's just, they've really changed the way the site looks. And it, especially for those of us who use computers who are visually impaired, it's not for the better. Right. And so those announcements are on, but you need to get them. If you're going to get them on a Saturday and Sunday, you've got to get them on time. If not, this is another way that maybe you can find your team if, uh, if you're late. So anyway, okay. So we got anything else? For uh, one other, one other quick thing. Uh, according to Andrew Marshawn, the uh, of the Marshawn and Haran Sports Media Podcast and the New York Post, uh, the Big Twelve, Fox, and ESPN have reached a verbal agreement about a half a billion dollars on football and basketball. And ESPN, on their part of the deal, they said they will pay equal parts to if the Big Twelve adds teams from a Power Five conference, a la Utah, BYU, Arizona, Arizona State. Fox said. They did not put that in their part of it, so but I think they're okay because of, there'd be enough from the ESPN to where they could you know, work it out and divide it. Uh, By the also, way, another another college note, Sean. Apparently, and I think this might have happened while you were gone. Uh, Gonzaga has met with Brett Yarmark to discuss Gonzaga becoming a member of the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a travel. But anyway, the other part of the Big Twelve, this Big Twelve deal is Fox will now be a part of it for basketball because Fox has not had Big 12 basketball. They've only had Big 12 football. The basketball has been CBS and ESPN. Fox is going to be in the mix for basketball. This will start in the 25 season, you know, 25-26. Okay. All right. So let's go to the NBA, and we have James Harden will miss a month with a a right foot tendon strain. And uh, <laughs> and and uh, a clinical psychologist has filed a lawsuit against the San Antonio Spurs because she said they ignored her reports of indecent uh, exposure by Joshua Primo, who was their first round pick in 2021 lottery pick that was released yeah. last week. So I don't know if he's released because of this. Her name is Hillary Cawthon, and she he was he, did he it was nine released times. because of this. He was released because yes, of this. Yes, it was because of that. Yeah, and and she she said he did it nine times. So uh, you know who who knows. And the rest of the NBA news is about Mr. Kyrie Irving, because he's been suspended for at least five games uh, without pay, <laughs> and then uh, by uh, you know. The movie was called Hebrew, Hebrews to Negroes Wake Up Black America. And, uh, and that was the name of the title of this movie that had all kinds of anti-Semitic myths in it. And then Kyrie, uh, with, a, with a better apology on Instagram on Friday, that he never run one of the things that uh, David apologized to them, believe in the Holocaust. And so they want uh, him to meet no, with no, he did not. No. You know, and so they want uh, him to meet with Jewish leaders. The Mets do, uh, and the and the t- and the team before he comes back. 
and then he's been dropped by Nike. He, it only took him uh, like five or so days to drop him. It took Kanye West like 12 days for them to drop him. So they're getting uh, better. They're starting to react to these things. And uh, Kyrie it, did meet with Adam Silver today. So. Okay. It was interesting, though, because I was hearing uh, Stephen A. Smith, and he, he said, here's the problem. And he said, this is the dirty little secret. He said, the NBA really doesn't care. No. No, well, they just the they you, know, you, know Ma- yeah. Ma- you know what Max said, and that was Cedric Maxwell the other night, and he says, maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but he's absolutely right. He said, if this was Utah, would you have such a big deal, you know, out there, you know, a, a smaller apology, maybe we get it done? Because how many fans of the Nets are Jewish? You know, right. Well, and if it was a bench player, it was a bench player, even. And I'd say it was a big player in Utah, big star, maybe because of the NBA fan. But, but if it was a bench player, yeah, it would just be like, okay. The NBA will pretty much, unless they get blowback, they'll let you do whatever you want to do. Because I mean, look back at the Daryl Morey when he criticized China. The only reason that the NBA came out on that is they make a lot of money from China. That's right. Oh yeah. If they did, if China didn't, you know, if they didn't make all the money that they do from China, and a lot of players, you know, yeah. their their clothing and stuff is done in China, so they can't do that. So right. nope. if it if it benefits them to do it, they'll do it. If it hurts them, they won't do it. And yep. the anti defamation league turned down <laughs> his five hundred thousand. Now they they said that they would like to meet with him and you know, maybe uh, work on educating. And one of the things in his apology that kind of impressed some people, not so much me because I didn't believe it, was that he wanted to learn and he was intellectually curious about all this. Like the guy who doesn't believe in the moon landing and all this other stuff, he doesn't want to learn anything, and he's just no, saying he whatever he thinks he's got to say. And he botched it really badly. You know uh, what was that statement? If uh, I, I can't be anti-Semitic because of where I'm from. It was, a very, you know, it was a very tepid apology. It, it was this, nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. This, yeah. this reminds yeah. me of the Colin Kaepernick situation. Uh, if Irving <laughs> isn't careful, he's going to talk his way out of the NBA. I mean, let's let's call it like we see it. Well, you know, the thing is, he, he's got talent, and but the Nets, in the meantime, the first two, now they lost last night, but they, they won their first two games without him. Oh, right. There you go. Yeah. Can, you know, just, and, just, just and and they still haven't settled the coaching situation yet. No, no uh, I don't know what. I haven't heard any more about that. I wonder what the delay is, or, or now, they just dealing uh, well, so much with Kyrie well, they can't get to it. I don't know. Uh, what What I've heard is apparently the Celtics have given the Nets more information on Udoka, and the uh, GM and company is trying to talk the owner out of hiring him, but the owner is steadfast and he wants to hire him. And of course, the general, the real general manager, Kevin Durant, that's who he wants. So. Yeah. Well, the thing. And yes. Now, I'm glad the Celtics. That's good. I'm glad the Celtics are coming forward because they would have been able to kind of uh, sleaze out of it. But I'm glad they're coming forward and and yeah. more. I figured more had probably developed because it's been a couple of months, so there was probably more on on uh, available. You know. So that's what why it hasn't been settled as far as that goes. Go, go ahead, Sean. Uh, go ahead. Sean. I was gonna say one other, one other NBA note before we get on out of here. I'll say I got to give it up to the NBA. They're, they gave. They gave all the teams. There's no games tonight. Everybody played last night, so that uh, so they could all have. So people would not have an excuse not to go vote on election day. Plus, all of the NBA arenas, remember, are available as voting sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. give it up to them. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, yep. good. I think is anything else uh, available to be nope. discussed? Anything? Nope. Any real fast that. couple of minutes nope. in hockey, uh, Sean? No, I mean, uh, uh, Robert. Sean. Sean. No, uh, <laughs> we don't have to. That'd be the day. 
no, nothing real, uh, nothing real significant. The Bruins almost had a firestorm. They apparently yeah, they yeah. offered it. They offered a uh, a opening deal to some prospect that it committed some crime. Mitchell claims. Miller. He had, yeah. it, it, it turned out he bullied a for years a black. Uh, guy uh, who was disabled, and I don't know what context they were signing him. So, what would, that's what I didn't understand, Robert, and I didn't get a chance to look it up. What were they signing him for at this time of year? This is a funny time to be signing anybody. Uh, well, they were they were they were giving him an entry entry level deal um, to go play in the minors, but there was so much blowback. They signed him on one day, and they got rid of him two days later. Yeah, I mean, yes. so. And okay. came on, came on, on our, that on our humorous note of the day, Pierre, do you have any hockey notes? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, <laughs> go ahead, that's it, guys. Go All right. Guys. Well, folks, if you want to go back and listen to this at any time, remember, you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher or tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts. Or go to 773-572-3006. Option number nine is Sports Lounge Live. Option eight is All Things Radio. Option seven is The Coffee Club. And remember, hey, give Bill a shout-out. Let him know you're listening. You know, let him know you're listening. Let him know you appreciate it. Because, hey, if he doesn't know you're listening, hey, he might take 